Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, a Podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by Oh, Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Oh, Rock. And I'm Michael Gray, the head writer of Oh, Rock. And I have to ask, why do you do a pause in the middle of every intro? <laughs> Is there, like, music in the background that you're timing for, or what? Absolutely not. Nope. It's not like, oh, (laughs) welcome to, oh, a podcast. Because that's why I thought. it just just felt funny to me one time, and then I just kept doing it forever. Oh, Okay. <laughs> that explains a lot about our creative process yeah. sometimes. It's like, I don't know if this joke is good, but it was good when I thought of it. That is 100% our creative process is just dumb things that make ourselves and each other laugh. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have all the characters from Cat present. Just They're just going to start quoting um, songs from a Goofy movie, and then that's going to be it. Yes. Yeah, oh, and we're going to have a pathway in uh, Too Many Santas end on a friend's joke. Sure, why not? <laughs> one one pathway. I, I don't know if this was kept in um, the, the bonus pathway for Pat President 2, but um, it's like, I thought we were going to be friends, pals, the best of buddies, but now you're just some buddy that I used to know. And I swear, I think of that joke every time that song comes on the radio and crack up. <laughs> I think that's still in there, yeah. Oh, good. We chose... I, I think I just saw someone stream it the other day, and it was there, still there, yeah. Okay, so that's why we picked that particular pathway to be the bonus one in <laughs> Cat President 2. <laughs> it had a, a joke we liked. It's okay. I remember, like, the frisky bonus pathway had a bunch of Hamilton jokes, even though neither of us had ever seen Hamilton, and so... It, yeah. It's probably for the best that didn't make it through... No, that that pathway still only exists as a word document, sadly. It, it's good though. They they try to have a rap battle, and they're just quoting children's books that nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, I forget if we told people this actually, or we might have talked about it a long time ago. But uh, at one point, we were considering DLC pathways for the original Cat President. So Michael actually wrote a bonus pathway for each character. Um, we ended up not doing it, but um, DJ Nibble's pathway, for example, ended up being in Cat President 2 as the, the human president pathway. And I think we, we sort of like pulled some stuff from Yeah, the, you went through, uh, you just made a list of every yeah. joke that you liked, and um, <laughs> I tried to just write them into the actual you know storyline for Cat President 2 because it was, yeah. it's easy to just, you know, yeah. if you've already got a list of jokes... Yeah, and I mean, sometimes, I, 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 it's been too long at this point, but I think there were, like, entire scenes that were like, well, this, you know, this works for this character in the new game, so let's just kind of paste it in here and change the names around. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, I remember there's, like, yeah. a, there's a Scooby-Doo reference in the, in the rover pathway where somebody solves the mystery and, you know, the culprit says, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you kids, you meddling kids and your dumb dog. <laughs> And it's a joke because Rover is a dog, huh? Huh? Oh, man, that was great. <laughs> That's the Rover DLC was going to be like a murder mystery, right? Yes, it was. Somebody was killed with a copy of the Constitution. <laughs> that, is, it was... that is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I keep saying I want a serial killer pathway if we if we do another one of these games. <laughs> Maybe there's still something there. It's like going to be in our uh, year-to-be-extraordinary game serial killer pathway. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we do have uh, a character in Too Many Santas whose name in the code is, I believe, uh, Possible Serial Killer Santa. Yes. So maybe there's something there. Yeah, as soon as I was done. So we have this whole scene in Too Many uh, Santas where we have these really kind of crummy looking Santas applying for a job. Uh, and as soon as I was finished coding that pathway, my first thought was, I want to play I want to play these guys' games. <laughs> when, when do we hang out more with these guys? <laughs> hang out more with the cat Santa. And... Yes. Actually, speaking of which, um, darn, I totally forgot. Yesterday I was looking up like Santa Claus memes or jokes that just float around every single Christmas, um, seeing if there were any that 
we could slip into the game. Let's see, what's this? Dear Santa, this year I'd like a fat bank account and a thin body. Please don't confuse the two like you did last time. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, boy. That sounds like a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it... that, in fact, I bet that's a t-shirt I'm going to see in a catalog this year. <laughs> oh, this one, I wasn't sure if it would work for maybe the, the saintly Santa pathway, but I've seen this a couple of times. So it's like, uh, Santa saw all your Facebook posts this year, so you're, you're getting a Bible and new clothes for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Yeah. There are like 20 <laughs> variations of that one. It's like, you're getting a Bible for Christmas. You're getting a dictionary for Christmas. You're getting a, mm. you know socks for Christmas. And then some combination of those. Apparently, it's a popular... Yeah, but that you're right. That punchline that punch does fit particularly well with San, uh, our saintly Santa character. Yeah. So how... How are we doing? I, I haven't asked how are we doing yet, yet, Michael. So how uh, how you doing? I'm fine. Month? I'm just just busy trying to do everything at once, and it's not working. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, you seem to be suggesting uh, in the uh, in the green room before we started recording that you might you might be uh, getting some work done while we're recording. Oh, I have just. Um gone grocery shopping and started dinner uh and then jumped down to do yeah. the podcast yeah oh what's for dinner tonight uh new recipe it's called hamburger bake it's from one of the hannah swenson books yes which uh you can tell that story while i look up the particular silly anecdote about this recipe oh just how my you and my mother are reading the same book series right now yeah it's great <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was, yeah, what was it? I was, uh, I was at my parents' house for my dad's, uh, 75th birthday, uh, and checking Twitter, and my mom was looking over my shoulder, uh, and, uh, well, and she saw, like, your tweet about the book recipe, and she was like, oh, that's so funny, that's, that's just, like, in a book series I'm reading right now, oh. and then, yeah, lo and behold. Michael and my brother reading the same series. And then I believe you told me you took some inspiration for that when you were writing your own uh, mystery novel, right? You then included recipes in your own book. Yes, there are recipes in Stay-at-Home Detective. Um, that's a good transition. I've got two things. Uh, yes. So this past month, one of the things I did was I updated... Uh, I don't know if it's this past month or the month before, but whatever. Um, I read... Through uh, my first book, Stay at Home Detective, and I, I made a couple of changes to it. Basically, I wanted to change the formatting, um, that the margins were big, and instead of having a blank line in between paragraphs, I just wanted paragraphs indented. But, uh, and mm. I wanted to remember the baby, not the baby, um, remember the <laughs> book. Because I'm writing the sequels, I wanted to remember everything that was happened. So I made a few changes. One of the changes was adding a meddling kid's line because if I couldn't get it into cat president, <laughs> I had to get it into, uh, into stay at home detective. Oh uh, yes. Um, and my copy's out of date now. I'm going to have to get the second printing. I know. Or third printing. What, what version are we on now? I think this is fourth. Um, there, no, fourth. It's... Oh my gosh. I'm so far. It's okay. Nobody got a copy of the second printing because, <laughs> I posted online, it's like, okay, you know, I found this typo in my book and changed it, and then Hugh Miller, who listens to the podcast, is like, oh, I, I found a typo, too. I was like, what? No. <laughs> and so, um, printing number two only lasted for, like, a couple of hours, I think, because I, I oh hunted down Hugh's typo and, and changed it, and then just re-uploaded that. Yes, so, please, anyone listening, if you ever find, like, a typo or anything in one of our games, uh... Don't feel like you're going to be annoying if you bring it up to me, because uh, I would actually like to have that information, and then I will update the game on Steam. So <laughs> please let me know. Uh, and continue, Michael. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So the, the, the last chapter in my book is uh, stay-at-home recipes. And they're all, like, joke recipes, step three recipes. <laughs> 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 uh, boxed food. Okay. Step one, buy food in a box. Step three, follow instructions on the box. Uh, and then step three is enjoy. Yeah, I said step three twice, but you get the joke. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah, exploding broccoli. Uh, 
surprise cake. It's like buy a cake from the store, write a message with frosting. Step three, pretend you made it yourself. <laughs> so I've done the, that one before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't get it. Did you get it from the book or no? I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was inspired by your novel. Yeah. I printed first. I printed out the recipe. There, I made a photocopy of it, so I would remember all the steps. Yeah, yeah. So I, I so in in the uh, book series that your your mom and I read, um, <laughs> there are like twenty recipes in that. It's it's one of those cases where the author clearly cares more about recipes than mystery writing or, or, or you know the story <laughs> at this point. So sometime yeah. I, I think around book four or so. All of a sudden, the recipes became like seven pages long, and they just ballooned from like having five recipes to having twenty per book. So the recipes make up like a third huh. of every single book at this point. And basically, it, it's terrible is when they have chapters where the characters are making the recipe, and then they talk about the recipe for like five pages, <laughs> and then you get the five-page <laughs> recipe at the end of the chapter. <laughs> This person just wanted to write a cookbook really badly. This person has written multiple cookbooks based on this. Okay, well, two. Oh, but still. Huh. So, it's sort of a joke. Um, I don't know how common that is with other cozy mystery series. I haven't read that many. I, I've read um, the Wedding Planner mystery series, which also has, like, two or three recipes at the end of every single book. And I know when I submitted the book to it, an actual cozy mystery publisher, they commented on having recipes. I think she's kind of mad that there were joke recipes and clearly not oh, serious but it's recipes. Funny. Yeah. Oh. Well, now that you've cleaned up all those typos, I think you should submit it again. Oh, it's time. Yeah. Both of them. They're great. It's. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be. Actually, you know, you could help me out here. It's going to be like a storyline in the. Um... The, the sequel is uh, because people seemed really amused by the, the terrible cooking uh, jokes. I was going to try to make that more of a minor storyline in the, in the sequel. My outline calls for three scenes where I mess up recipes. And first is, uh, let's see, a Thanksgiving turkey. And this it's just spaghetti. Um, and I, I need to think of a third one. So if you have any ideas for recipes... Ned can screw up, which would be humorous. So are they supposed to be, like, simple recipes that, it, like, it's silly that he screwed them up, or just, like, regular recipes? Regular recipes are you simple know, like, ones, because spaghetti was supposed yeah. to be a simple one, and I think it's... I don't know how funny it is that he's screwing up spaghetti, but, uh, um... Mm -hmm. Um, so what did you say the first one was again? Oh, that's like the uh, chapter number one. So he's trying mm. to make stuffing for Thanksgiving, and he accidentally blows up mm, the uh, mm -hmm, Thanksgiving mm. turkey. Yep, yeah, that checks out. And uh, that's why I'm he's... trying to think of like a dessert. Yeah, ooh, a dessert. Yeah, huh? Yeah, since so you did two, two, you know, kind of main dishes that are two savory things. Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder if it's time for the third one could be like a pie or a cake of some sort. Pie, pie was sort of the first thing that jumped crossed my mind, but. I'm not sure what where you go from there. So pie is one of the things I don't know how to cook, but oh. I can figure it out. No, I can't. Um, I've, I've tried from the series that your mom and I read, because um, we're book buddies. We're in a book club, actually. <laughs> never stop being funny. <laughs> um, I've tried making can you, some of can the you recipes. Please start a, wait, no, stop. Can you please start a book club podcast with my mother? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to that every month, every week, every day. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. <laughs> or like one of those podcasts where you go through a book chapter by chapter. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, sounds that'd good. be great. But, <laughs> you know, I've tried making multiple recipes and uh, a lot of them... Oh, some of them are like pies and stuff, and I've never been able to figure out how pie crust works. Um, I because yeah. I tried making lemon meringue pie from lemon meringue pie murder, and I think the crust was okay, and then the egg stuff on top was okay, but then something else was terrible, and it just made the entire recipe terrible. Mm -hmm. But if 
You just only ate the top layer, which is mostly just egg and whipped cream. That's fine. <laughs> okay, wait, I think you're onto something then. That that feels like that could be a seed in the book where everyone just has to kind of awkwardly scoop out the innards of the pie with a spoon and don't eat the crust, whatever you do. That was the recipe I made. Uh, I, I just made raspberry brownies, which I thought was great. Um, it's basically you take brownies, oh, yeah. you, you spread raspberry jam on it, and then you put like some kind of frosting on top of that too. But I'm the only one who likes raspberry. I thought raspberry and chocolate mm. pair well together, but my family hated it, and so I just have to scrape off all the frosting and the raspberry. Oh, Otherwise, no one will eat yeah, it. Yeah, I thought that sounded pretty good. Yeah, oh. that happened. Uh, well, if you, if you are if you are actually having trouble with your pie crusts, I have I have two thoughts on that. Oh. Uh, since this is now a cooking podcast, Apparently, um, yeah. one is that uh, Lizzo has uh, this pie crust recipe that. She claims is like the easiest thing in the world, and and she does it for every every pie. Basically, she uses the same pie crust. Uh, I think it's called specifically the No Tears pie crust, is what I've heard. Uh, so I can send that to you uh, if that would be of use. Uh, also, uh, when I make a pie, I just buy a crust at the store. That is that is what I'm gonna Don't. have to do. <laughs> oh, they've got like so yeah. many variations of that. Okay, so we've got bride's no tears pie, uh, no fail pie crust, <laughs> no fuss, and then wham by pie, which oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Wham by pie. Yeah. But it looks like no fail, no fuss are are the more uh, common variations of that recipe. Yeah. But wham by pie, I, I kind of want some of that now. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 get the recipe and, and forward it to you. Maybe that would be helpful. But yeah, I'm kind I'm kind of picturing yeah a scene where there's something. I don't. I was also thinking like things that can go wrong with pies. Like a really silly one is like. You mix up salt and the sugar, something like oh. that. Maybe then you only, maybe you only can eat the crust because the crust was store bought. <laughs> you have to dump out the insides and just eat the crust, <laughs> and like get some whipped cream and maybe and put it on top instead. <laughs> like, like you're eating a pie from like Nickelodeon in 1993. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna say the recipe I just cooked uh, tonight. Let's see if you can uh, figure out what it is. Uh, is being cooked here because this was a weird okay. i don't know if this is a weird note but um so you take a flour uh it's one and three-fourths cup of flour so you're gonna put half of it in a mixing bowl then you sprinkle baking powder that's two and a half uh, teaspoons of baking powder you add the rest of the flour and you stir the bowl with a fork until all the dry ingredients are thoroughly combined then you're going to add melted butter and milk and mix until the resulting dough dough is well moistened do you know what that is? Is this like, is it cookies? No. Here, okay. So, no. Note from the author. Wait, was there sugar? I no. <laughs> was sugar in there? Maybe it's not. No. Okay, it's probably not cookies then. Sorry. By the <laughs> way, crackers. that's something she does to make the recipes like five to seven pages. Is we'll just put in a bunch of notes from our fictional characters about the pie. Sometimes they'll make notes about, you know, who gave me the recipe. So fictional people are talking about the other oh. fictional people. Oh, man. Well, that's that's just like what happens whenever you look up a recipe online right now, right? Yeah. There's like a 12-page story about, you know, the inspiration for this pie and the many times I've eaten it, highlights of the history of this pie. And then you finally get the recipe at the very bottom. Yeah. That sounds familiar. So this is note number two in her recipe. Technically note number three. Three. Nope, she's written a lot of notes. Anyway, <laughs> the note is, in case you haven't guessed it, you're making baking powder biscuit dough. Baking powder biscuit dough? As, and hmm. when, when I read that note, I'm like, no, I hadn't guessed it. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> That's the sort of level that... Um, that's the sort of chef level that you're expected to be, I guess, uh, or at least yeah. the author's at. And so that's sort of part of the reason huh. why I made poked fun of it. Let's like, here's terrible recipes from somebody who can't cook. So <laughs> Now I'm trying to think if there's something in like, this is probably a thing somewhere, but like mystery recipes where you're just like given one step at a time and you're not allowed to see what the hole is or what you're actually working on until you get there. 
Um, I'm thinking that sounds like a video game puzzle. Like that sounds like a game puzzle where uh, you, like, you have to guess what it is before you get to the end. Like you get more points the the sooner you guess what you're making. Wow. Yeah, I know. Usually when it's a mystery recipe, or when they have the word mystery in it, it means there's a secret ingredient, and you, your goal mm-hmm. is to, like, guess what the secret ingredient is. Hey, do you want to hear one of my baking fails? Oh boy, let's hear that. Um, I can share one of mine, too, that my wife got mad at me for. Oh, me first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you'd think chocolate chip cookies would be a pretty hard thing to mess up, right? No, Just that, like... those are pretty tough to make. <laughs> <laughs> No. I've got a complaint like about that wise, in my though. new book. It's like, well, that just oh, happened no. to me when I cooked it. The, the drop uh. cookies is it's like the same batter, same oven, like same amount of time, and one's totally burnt and the other's not cooked at all. I don't know how that oh. happens. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I actually have a trick for that. It's um, whenever I'm baking cookies, uh, I ask Lizzo to tell me when they're done. <laughs> Well, that's a great trick. Because oh, I can yeah. never tell. I can never. Well, I can never tell. And then, you know, if they get burnt, it's the other person's fault. Well, the right? actual trick is like you're it's supposed a to use a toothpick yeah. to put it through the middle to see what the consistency yeah. is. My wife surprised me by saying, well, the amount of flour you have to put in a recipe changes um, depending on how much moisture there is in the air. So if it's rained in the past couple of days, what you need to put less flour in. I'm like... Oh that gosh. wasn't written anywhere in my book. It, it just said three <laughs> cups of flour, and so I tried making three cups of flour. And a, yeah, so that was a fun oh. thing. So let's hear your your disaster. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Um, I had wanted to try something a little different, a little wacky, uh, and so I put garlic in my cookies. Hmm. It went. No matter how what your 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 taste buds are imagining right now, it was worse oh, than that. Uh oh, it, it was it was not good. It was very very bad. I brought them to a game night, and I don't think anybody ate an entire whole cookie. <laughs> they were just kind of nibbling off pieces of it, uh, and yeah, they weren't even pretending. That it was good. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh. I was going to say just... avocado chocolate chip cookies are good, too. Avocado cookies? Oh. It has to be smooth. I don't know. I, it has I, to be I, smooth yeah. enough avocado, and uh, you, you can't taste it unless you use, like, huge amounts of avocado. All it does is change the texture. It doesn't change the taste. Yeah, so now now I pretty much just have, like, a couple of standard go-to recipes, and I don't, I don't deviate from them too much. Um one of one of the favorite ones in this household is pop uh, pumpkin chocolate chip cookies, which uh, long time listeners, I mean pre Oa Rock, if you were listening back in the Game Cola days, uh, you may remember an episode where Lizzo was baking pumpkin chocolate chip cookies and giving the recipe live on the podcast while we were recording. Those are really good. Anyway, this is the cooking podcast, the podcast about baking things and. <laughs> About playing games and cooking games. Or we're playing cooking games, yes. Uh, Alright, I can give the uh, the brief update on Too Many Santas for this month, if that's interesting at all yep, to you. Yep, and I am just about to email you there. Oh, what am I getting? You're getting uh, a video I made. Are you giving me work? It's Yeah, it's oh. a video I made um, of just the lollipop seller scene from... from Oh, perfect! Yeah, Lost Oregon City Gold. So that that way you can see. In, I think. Yeah. I don't think this character requires too many poses. I think this character requires like three poses, and that's it. <laughs> it's really perfect. All right, cool. Yep, I can I can definitely make that happen. Um, but yeah, so for uh, too many Santas, um, I finished the pathway I was working on last month, the sassy Santa pathway. Uh, and now uh, I'm partway through uh, Sleepy Santa pathway number four, so we're getting there. But but like I was saying before, there's it's not coming out by Christmas. <laughs> sorry, sorry everyone. Sorry Hugh, I see you in the it's chat. It's sad because I was <laughs> told sorry. I I need to find a way to make it come out by Thanksgiving because otherwise I'll have to wait a whole year. By thanks. 
Well, I don't know when. When do the yeah. Christmas things come out? Do they come out? They come out before yeah, Thanksgiving here was... in Portland. But I don't know about you, mm-hmm. where you are. Yeah, well, I was kind of, I was kind of thinking like July, or July, December first, like the first week of December would have been a good time to release it. Like you want to get it while people. I think after Thanksgiving, uh, because you don't want to annoy people by being too early with Christmas stuff. Um, but you don't want to be so deep into the, into the month that people are already sick of Christmas stuff. So I was thinking early December would have been Cyber Monday. I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still kind of thinking of, you know, Valentine's Day, Christmas in April, something, something along those lines. I think we can, we'll still make it work. I'm pretty sure Christmas in April is not a thing. It could well see we could make it a thing. It could start being a thing. <sighs> be the change be the Christmas you want to see in the world, Michael. Oh, this is why our Steam page says the game will come out when everyone believes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yep, that is a hundred percent true. Cause I knew that I did not know when it would come out. Yeah, but yeah, speaking of which, everyone should be adding too many Santas to their Steam wish list so we can get those numbers up. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the whole update. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm at to the, the part where I'm adding, uh, this means nothing to anybody but Michael, but I'm adding, uh, Ashley Krampish to the scene now oh, to the man, game. Oh man, the Krampish. Uh, so. The Kramp. Yes. I, I've never really <laughs> heard these legends of the Krampus, but I've heard about them? Yes. It's some sort of Christmas thing. <laughs> this is uh, the the main character's rival in at least uh, this pathway, and, and Michael had the idea to name them after Krampus, which I which I thought was pretty good. Oh man! So we've got an actual character with with an actual name, as opposed to just a random yeah, person there... <laughs> in the store. She's one of very few characters besides the Santas who has a name. Is there even anyone else? Is she the only one? Well, possible serial killer Santa, but that's not an actual yeah. name. That's just a description. Yeah. I think the narrator came up for that character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was sort of picturing that the descriptors for the for the crummy Santas were all just sort of in the narrator's head. Uh, let's see. Looking at my casting list, I don't have any other named characters, but I, I don't have anything on my casting list for the last two pathways yet. Um, but yeah. She might, Other pathways are like might angry be protester, I think. Uh, yeah, and I, I had to keep putting coming up with descriptors for descriptors to to keep all the customers straight uh, because like they don't have like it just says customers for the text box, it just says customer. Uh, but in order to keep the art straight, I had to name them. Uh, let's see, I have flirty customer one, two, and three. Oh boy, uh, I have Shakespeare customer. I have a customer that's getting progressively angry. Uh oh yeah, a person who is sassed into shopping, uh played by our friend Alex Jedrzak from Game Cola. I thought Alex Jedrzak <laughs> was playing the placeholder customer. Yes. <laughs> it's true. I used a picture of Jetty from uh from Cat President 2 as a, as a placeholder for every character in the game, but yeah. So yeah, shout out to uh, our model uh Savvy Lee. Uh, at Savvy Lee on Twitter, she's the one who's playing Ashley Krampish. Apparently the only character that has an actual name in this entire game. <laughs> it's a big... Uh, besides the main character, who is uh, John Cena in all of my playthroughs. Well, I mean, you can choose what the main character's name is, so... It's true. It's true. The main character doesn't even have to have a real name. Anyway, that's where we are with Too Many Santas. Okay. What's going on with uh, Oregon City Game? I'm uh playing it right now. I'm trying out the one puzzle, uh, the one where you move the people around the scene, the screen, because I was gonna send it. Yeah, because I'm gonna send it to someone. Done. Okay. Yay. So I, I'm I'm just gonna send that scene to a tester. So I just wanted to make sure it didn't crash when I played through it. Sure. Because I'd look really stupid sending it to a tester, and <laughs> it, it just crashed right away. <laughs> Is that the one where you're trying to guide your kids up the hill? That puzzle. Yep. 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 That one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Oh yeah. Well, that's something we uh we figured out this month. We we made the text bar right. The yeah, I made the text the bar. The it's, it's great. It looks good. 
Yeah, I'm very happy with how that turned out. Yeah, well, uh, so on the on the topic of photos for the Lost Oregon City Gold, I still haven't gotten my elevator shirt. Do you need me to? Did, I, don't, I mean, did you I don't order think it's it? Even, yeah, I ordered it. I ordered it like a month and a half ago. And they haven't shipped it. I've I followed up with them a couple times. Most recently, like last week, and I, and I they never they haven't emailed me back on the most recent one. Ouch! You should Very be sad. able like I could show up in person and just buy it and send it to you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe if it's possible for me to cancel the order. I mean I guess I don't have to do the elevator shirt too. I just thought it would be funny. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe at this point I should just try to cancel the order. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Got to get the pictures taken at some point. Anyway, yeah. So. Yes, I have. I, st- I have not been able to take my pictures yet, as a result of the the mystery of the missing elevator shirt. It's okay. We haven't gotten to that part of the game yet. No, I'll just do exactly the same thing I did for the lollipop seller, which is um, I'll just just use the same art but call it different things. So, like, uh, uh you know, I have. Just this picture, mm-hmm. I'll have one that's called Paul Mad, oh, you know, I one see. that's Paul Smiley, one that's Paul, you know, whatever. And so that way, once I actually get all those correct poses, I'll just slip those photos in there, and I won't have to mess with the programming. It'll oh. all be programmed to have him switch um, among his various expressions. Oh, that's so interesting. I never even thought about doing it that way before. Hmm, maybe I, I should have been doing that with all the uh, the generic customers in Too Many Santas. Oops. That's a good idea. Oh, well. <laughs> it's okay. So let's see. I think the only other video game thing to talk about is uh, A Year to Be Extraordinary. I wrote some of that, but not a <laughs> lot. Yeah. So so to back up, this was, this was something on Twitter. Uh, one of my friends retweeted... Uh, this bot that this person had created to uh, make, what was it, like like period romance novels, right? Like titles of, of romance novels, like the like Pride and Prejudice style books, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I generated, I just kept clicking, I clicked it a bunch of times, and then one of the titles it came up with was A Year to Be Extraordinary. And I'm like, I'm totally enamored by that name. That is a beautiful name for something. Yeah, so I tried writing a, uh, a period piece with the, <laughs> that would justify the title "A Year to Be Extraordinary." Yes, and because half of those um, half half of those novels are basically just okay, um, they're romance novels, I think. Um, so it's like okay, hmm. she's got one year to find a husband. It's a year to be extraordinary. That was that was all the <laughs> thought I put into it. So I wrote like. I don't know, like a page-long thing um, about it, and you you seemed okay with it, so I'll try to expand it or come up with an outline at some point. Yeah, we have lots of projects we're working on now anyway, so you probably don't need to prioritize it too much, but it's it's such a good title. I'll just put it in the folder where I have a bunch of, uh, you know, specs. I think that's what they're called. I call them specs anyway, <laughs> speculative yeah, projects. That's the word I use. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. Here are the other titles that I generated, by the way. Uh To Ruin a Maddening Countess. Uh The Ladies Trusting Flower. Both of those sound kinda dirty, actually. I don't know about that. Uh this is what I really liked. Once Upon a Flirt. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. And then yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know what time period that one would be. Yeah. Yeah, Once Upon a Flirt, man, it feels both modern and, like, Wild West simultaneously to me. So maybe it's a modern, like, Western uh, sort of romance game of some kind. Hmm. Jeez, I think we could just make the rest of our games just generating titles on this website. Yeah, that'll be every title... Every game. Also, I liked how the bad guy in your spec was named Lord Franzen. Oh, yeah, yeah I couldn't think of a name. <laughs> Lord Franzen burned the person's apartment down. Well, he's going to be one of the. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be one of the pathways. He's he's, he's going to be one of the pathways. Yes, we get to seduce Lord Franzen. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh no! 
Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, speaking of writing, uh, I've hit a milestone on the writing project I've sort of been quietly working on in the background. Uh, I finished writing the the first of three pathways. Only took me... Uh, no, we don't need to... Actually, we don't need to say how long it's been, but... <laughs> But I finished writing it. Uh, the the entire script is up to three hundred pages. This is gonna be a forever game. Oh my! <laughs> a real eighty five thousand words. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm gonna. It'll, I'll be in my forties when this game comes out. I'm pretty sure. Hopefully, just in my forties. Let's. See. Um. Should we talk? Oh, I was going to talk about. We were going to talk about playing games. Uh, we're we gonna complain yeah. about that weird character in um oh my god great ace attorney adventures mr natsume um uh, apparently ace attorney chronicles a, the great yeah. ace attorney chronicles yeah yeah okay apparently he's a real life person and that's sort of what i guessed from the some of the lines of dialogue don't make sense unless he's a real person but still and his do it, you know, I would be totally fine with it if it wasn't. He didn't do that stupid thing every like third line where he what like does these dumb poses and then like says a bunch of alliterative words like red roaring riptide. I'm like, what are you talking? Stop doing this. Just it grinds the whole game to a halt every single time. It's so annoying. I want him to actually be the culprit so I can send him to death row and get him out of this stupid game. I just, uh, I he keeps showing up. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. in the DLC stuff, too, uh, if if you go through that. Is he? I no, think. come on. I have. That's why I haven't touched oh the DLC God. stuff. I just... Uh. I really yeah. hope you haven't you haven't started uh, game number two yet. I, I have, and he's been in every case so far. Yeah. What? No, no, no! I thought you were. Well, okay. I'm only on the second. I'm only on the second case. case. Oh, I'm no. only on the second case. So first two cases, but two cases too many. He's, um, he's been a pretty important character in those cases. Like I don't know how you would. I don't know. It must be just. All the humor is lost in translation. I I'm not entirely sure how you would it, handle it. It could just be bad. <laughs> it might just it be could bad. Be. Maybe he's trying. Maybe if they tried making him speak in haiku, that would make sense. But I don't. I don't quite get it. Well, there seems to be no attempt at making his poses be anything. So it's like, is he trying to form Japanese letters with his poses? Oh, jeez, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> like a YMCA but, dance? <laughs> yeah, well, I, because he just keeps saying red roaring, it's like, okay, well, if he's doing the pose for the letter R, that might work, but... Mm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think from the localizer's point of view, he's... I think he was probably unsalvageable, um, but I, I don't know. Maybe other people are getting a lot more out of that character than than I than than we are. I don't know. Maybe other people think it's really funny. I mean, I'm assuming that the the original writer of the game thought it was really funny, or whoever wrote his character. Yeah. The the game would like go up a full letter grade without that character. No, not even without that character. Just without that trait. Without his stupid poses. There's gotta be. Oh man, I, I I mean I just looked at it at the Reddit thread and somebody's saying they really hate the game, but um he's one of the good points of the game. So um yeah, I I guess. Oh, so he's gonna get a spinoff game, I guess. <laughs> he's gonna be the new oh, Apollo no. Justice. Well, at least I know I can avoid his DLC. Oh man, no, that's here in Ace Attorney Facts on Twitter. It's uh, Soseki is one of the author's favorite characters in the series. At one point, he oh, was planned to no. appear in every episode of game number two. Oh my two. god, what? And they have no. a source. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely oh. just uh, a, a, a creator favorite 
I suppose. Great. This is the most upset I've ever been on this podcast. <laughs> Why did you do this to me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you like to talk about some listener questions? Get the get the taste out of our mouths. I guess I'm trying to look up. Oh. I guess somebody must have changed the the Ace Attorney wiki because it said the description used to explain what his poem his weird poses were, but I don't see that anymore. Mm. Oh well. So Seki dumb poses. Why? Oh no, I forgot about his stupid mouth shut, like giant teeth pose. <laughs> The worst. Is this the thread you were reading? Character appreciation colon Soseki Natsume? No! Why does he have his character appreciation? <laughs> Here's a whole like, yeah, thread! No, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. While I have nothing for contem- nothing but contempt for this game, Soseki is one of the few good people to come out of it. Wow. The game really? does have problems with pacing. I will. Uh, I will agree with that. I think this was written before the game actually came out in English. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. This is uh, 11 months ago. The game only came out like, over the summer or whatever. Because they definitely are not using the um, the uh, English oh, names. Oh, the, uh, the officially localized names, yeah. Ooh, apparently yeah, there were right. more slurs in the, uh, uh, <laughs> the fan <laughs> translation. Yeah. Huh, well, I'm not sad they got rid of racist slurs yeah. in... Uh, that that I mean that that prosecutor definitely he he actually he's been getting slightly more racist in the in the second game I think. Oh geez, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Can we please do listener questions? I can't. I, with this. I had one more question. Um, oh okay. Well, apparently, apparently we're supposed to be able to tell when the characters are speaking Japanese among themselves. I I didn't. I didn't know that. Okay. Apparently, whenever the characters, like, say, um, whatever you call it, Kazuma-sama or Kazuma-san, that that mm-hmm. means they're speaking Japanese to each other and not speaking English in front of the English really? speakers. I, I totally didn't pick up on that in the slightest. I didn't know that. Hmm. Did, they don't use, like, a different, like, font color or something, do they? They don't italicize it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, Hmm. even with, I I mean, I hate to bring up Soseki again, but like when he shows up, (laughs) they recognize him as Japanese, and they're like, oh, he's talking Japanese, because we have to be told this character is Japanese and talking Japanese, (laughs) because there's nothing, I think, specifically about his text, which makes it obvious that he's speaking Mm -hmm. Japanese. Yeah, different font would be good, yeah, to, to indicate that the characters are speaking a different language. That's interesting. Yeah, because it does get confusing a couple of times where they have uh, in the first game the uh, the woman from Great Britain who's called from the, to the stand in Japan and nobody understands what she's saying at first because she's speaking English. Yeah. When she's speaking English, it's just a bunch of scribbles, I think is what they did that's in the first right, case of the game. That's right. Sometimes she talks in scribbles to indicate that, you know, she's speaking English, but nobody understands what she's saying. Right. But there's... I think you, you're that. onto something with the idea of putting it in italics, because then that would explain things later on in the game when, say, the characters are speaking Japanese and none of the English speakers can tell what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah... They knew they were going to make a sequel to the game, right? Because there's just way too much that was left un- unresolved and, oh, and yeah. left open. And that they made me kind of angry. Have. If this game was not released as like a two-part, I mean two games in one, I would be really mad actually getting the game all on its own. Because it's like, okay, well, yeah. I have so many questions. Yeah, there were there were a few things I was like, I was getting toward the end of case number five in the first game, and I was like, wow, they really don't have a lot of time to wrap all this stuff up. I wonder how they're going to do it, especially with the the pace this game usually moves at. Uh, and then it was like, oh, they just didn't wrap it up. Okay, I guess that worked. That's, that's one solution. <laughs> that does it, sure. 
Yeah, but then then it's just now I want to make a list of every single question I had to make sure the second game answers those questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then then when you finish the second game, that could be a bonus video where you go over the list. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So we have two listener questions this month. Uh, first of all, from our friend Hugh Miller, he would like to know, do you guys have any plans to venture into the 3D genre of games at any point? My answer for this would be no. My my answer you have is a different no opinion? as well. I don't know how to do 3D art. Um, we would need somebody who could do 3D art before we could do something like that. We barely know how to do 2D art. <laughs> yeah, we kind of don't know <laughs> anything. <laughs> I don't... Any of the, the, the tricks we've developed, like using photographs uh, for character sprites and backgrounds, that doesn't work in 3D. <laughs> I can't take a picture of something and make it a 3D game. Uh, but yeah, sorry, Hugh. Uh, no plans at this time, or probably any time. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, I- I'd love to do that and make something along the lines like the early Nancy Drew games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like when the Hardy Boys become public domain in three years or something, just Ooh. do that for like the Hardy Boys... Oh, actually, um, Michael, can you do a Hardy Boys da- a podcast with my dad too? Because he uh, really like he 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 has like a, a collection of all the old books. He he's been reading them since he was a little kid. I haven't so, read any uh, of those. Maybe you guys could get read, together and do something there. I read the nineteen eighties one. I've read like the two reboots. Does that count? Like I read the nineteen eighties reboot and the two thousand. No, no, these reboot? are from you know whenever. The twenty, yeah, it the started old... in like twenty seven, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those ones. Nope, never read them. I'm um, I'm sorry. That would be a very terrible podcast. Well, no, the uh, the book club podcast, uh, Michael and Paul's parents. So you you would switch off every other episode, one with my mom, one with my dad. So with my mom, you do the the cozy mysteries, and then my dad, you do the Hardy Boy series. I think this sounds great. You know, I was when I went through um, stay at home detective. I actually made a separate text file of all the various references to the the Hardy Boys series there, just in case I want to write like a Hardy Boys parody book just in that universe, which I think would be a lot of oh, fun. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how good that would be. Because I'm familiar with a lot of the, uh, I'm familiar with a lot of the old Hardy Boys characters just from reading fan fiction, believe it or not. Um... <laughs> Like, half of them showed up in the 80s reboot, but they had different roles. But just because I've read so much fan fiction, I know what Chet was like in the original series, what Biff and Tony um, were like, what, what Phil was like, and that that sort of thing. But it's weird when they rebooted the Hardy Boys, they decide they don't have friends anymore. They got rid of them. And oh. then the 2006 reboot just got rid of their girlfriends. Um, kind oh. of entirely. But it seems like the ghostwriters rebelled and brought them back. But so the next time not, they reboot the this, they're, they're going to be down to just yeah. one hardy boy, huh? Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, our other question this month comes to us from our friend Victoria Budke. Uh, and she wants to know, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, and I just found, while we were looking at all this Ace Attorney stuff, this really cool Ace Attorney t-shirt. So I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and put that on my list right away. Oh, I, I shared it in the uh, po- podcast channel. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I guess oh. you, you, you believe hard enough. Just nobody else does, so I'm sorry. Nobody else will believe. No, no. I want to get um, uh, 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 one of those microwave trays. Apparently there's some sort of metallic tray that you can put in a microwave, which sounds cool. I'll need to look up the actual name. What? I feel I like you're not supposed to put metallic trays like a rack, in the microwave. A microwave, microwave rack, that's, apparently. That's like the thing. one thing you don't put in the microwave. Apparently our microwave is can handle it because it's got one. I, I don't know what the term is. That's why I'm looking at 
What is the hmm. metal rack in my microwave for? We're told never to put my metal in the microwave, but uh, yeah, I've got a style of microwave that can handle having a metal rack inside, but I guess it's probably a special metal rack. So I, I want to actually get one um, and try it out. Try out this metal rack and hopefully not what do you What do you microwave. do with it? It's... I don't know. What I do is I use it to cook burgers. <laughs> ah, yes. And that way all the, 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 the stuff drips down through the rack into a, a little cup. Okay, this person appears to be putting apples in it. Why would you put an apple in your microwave? Okay, I guess if you want warm apples, that'll work. Warm apples, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you, you don't get, like, the cheap version of this, because I think the cheap version will explode your microwave. That's probably <laughs> you true. got You gotta go name brand for this one. So that's what I'm gonna get for, uh... Oh, man, name brand is, like, 150 bucks. No, no. It's a... Okay. <laughs> It's all right, all right. You know what? Christmas Never mind. Gift. Maybe we can risk I'm not the microwave. Getting, I'm not getting. I'm not getting this for Christmas. I guess. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Maybe you can. You can just have all your family members and Santa Claus like chip into your microwave rack fund. <laughs> or we could start a, a GoFundMe on on the on the Argle Funf channel to pay for it. If you, you hit enough right. uh, subscribers on your Patreon, you will be able to afford a metal rack for your microwave. Woohoo! Okay. I think that about does it for this month's episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argofump, spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, or just visit orock.com for the complete library. Our theme song is by Fifth Avenue. You can check them out on SoundCloud. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we'd love to hear them. Email them to podcast at com. Is there anything that isn't horribly upsetting that you'd like to add, Michael? So Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is available for the PlayStation 4, which strikes me as a bit of a surprise. I don't know why it surprises me so much, but it does. So, yeah. I guess that's cool. Why is it not available for the Xbox, you know, the X-Bone? Oh, isn't it? Is it is not? Is that the official name for it? Um, <laughs> I mean, No, I, I think we're not. past X-Bone now. We're, I think we're at a different Xbox now. Oh, no! Xbox the, Series? Yeah, you're... You, Xbox Series Yeah, the X? Xbox... I, I believe that's different from the X-Bone, although I couldn't actually tell you for sure. So, yeah, they just released it for uh, Switch and PlayStation, but not for uh, Xbox. I, I have... No idea why. Oh, sorry, Xbox fans. Maybe everyone else is about, is confused about the Xbox and and just nobody bought it. It's like the Wii U all over again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> they, they they were going to port it to Xbox, but they didn't know which one to port it to, so they just decided <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna save it for later. <laughs> On that note, bye everyone. Bye. A story will be told That's not fun